The following is transcribed. Welcome to Bat Soup, a podcast dedicated to the old-time radio adventures of Superman and the dynamic duo. Buckle your utility belts for lots of underhanded dealings, plenty of veiled threats, one lippy teenager, and shady characters galore. Before we get to today's adventure, let's pause for this important message. Down through the ages, history and science tell us, the peoples of the Earth always suffered an adventurous sort of wanderlust that made them travel all over the globe. But it always took great courage and stamina for them to go where no human being had ever been before, to speak in places that had never heard a human voice, and to walk on Earth that had never felt a human footstep. America was once a place like that. Our own country was once a land on which there was nothing human. There were only animals, insects, reptiles, and birds. And then one day, people came. No one knows just how people got here. Some think they came from the land we now call Siberia, and it's a good guess that they crossed over from Siberia to America on the ice. You see, the Bering Straits, which is the water that separates Siberia from Alaska, has been known to freeze hard enough so that people can walk all the way across from one land to another. So these people, who were strong enough and brave enough to come over the ice, became the first human beings to set foot on the continent of America. Thousands of years later, Columbus came here and found those people whom he called Indians. Those Indians were the first Americans. Well, that gang means that technically all modern Americans except Indians are foreigners. Because everybody else came here from other lands after the Indians were already here. But actually all of us from all countries and of all colors and religions, no matter when our ancestors happened to come here, are Americans. Because America is our home the home of the brave, and the land of the free. Let's keep it that way. And now, Bat Soup presents today's adventure, part five of Looking for Kryptonite, as originally broadcast on December 10th, 1945. Kill Pep! The Super Delicious Cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today, his famous friends, Batman and Robin, are hoping to gain some information for him concerning the mysterious crescent moon and star symbols. We'll join them in a moment. But right now, let's hear what Dan McCullough has in store for us. Hey, I just heard about a fellow and a girl who are having a load of fun out of these exciting comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pep by long distance. That's right. Yes, sir. You see, they're cousins, and they live about 100 miles from each other. But they write letters every week telling how many buttons they've collected so far and, and which new ones they have and, and how they've traded duplicates with their pals. Of course, they're mighty proud of these smart-looking buttons because the colors are so bright and clear and the pictures of your favorite funny sheet characters stand out like anything. And remember, gang, there are 18 different comic buttons in all. Why, you'll want to collect every single one of them. Just make sure Mom gets you a good supply of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Because that's the prize package. The only way you can get these swell comic buttons. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. Can't even buy them anywhere. But inside every package of Pep, there's an exclusive prize. One of these bright-colored new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. 
That's P P P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now the adventures of Superman. Although the Atom Man is dead, two pieces of kryptonite, the deadly element which gave him atomic power, are still in existence. Fearful that they may be used to create another atomic monster or something even more horrible, Superman called on the famous Batman and Robin for aid in locating the Scarlet Widow, who had stolen the original kryptonite fragment. Their only clue to her was a mysterious coin engraved with a crescent moon and a star, which Superman had found in the apartment of Sydney, the late ally of the Atom Man. Disguised as seedy, down-at-the-heel characters, Batman and Robin drove to the waterfront that evening and contacted a shabby, ferret-faced man known as Squealy Evers, who collected and sold information to members of the criminal world. As we continue now, at the street end of a fog-shrouded pier, Batman and Robin, calling themselves George and Jack Robinson, have just showed the strange coin to Squealy. Listen. What is it? Quarter? Look again, Squealy. What the... Crescent and star. Where'd you get it? What's the difference? Can you give us any information about it? $200 in cash if you can. How about it, Squealy? Yeah. I can help you. You can? can? Yeah. I can help you a lot. Well, give, Squealy. Give. I'll take the 200 bucks first. Nothing's doing. We gotta see the merchandise. Give me the dough or I don't talk. Now, wait a minute. Uh, let me handle this, well, uh, Jack. Here's a hundred, Squealy. You get the other hundred when you've spoken your piece. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess that's okay. Here you are. Thanks. I'll get this, you guys. I don't know where you got the gimme. What? That thing. The coin with the crescent star on it. Never mind where. And I don't know who you are. We're Mrs. Robinson's boys, George and Jack. I'm Jack, the one you say quick at. Okay, George and Jack. I'm going to tell you something worth lots more than 200 bucks, see? Stop stalling. Give. We're all ears. Then listen. Take my advice and drop the coin in the sewer. Huh? Then beat it out of here and forget all about it. Don't ask nobody no questions about it. Don't try to find out nothing. Just forget it. Are you kidding? What kind of talk is that, sweetie? Smart talk. And like I say, worth a lot more than 200 bucks. I'll take the 100 now. Not so fast. We're buying information, not advice. I'm giving you information on how to stay healthy. <laughs> For two hundred dollars, you ought to throw in a bottle of vitamins. I cut the wisecracks. Now look, sweetie. We don't scare you. So if you've got something to tell us, let's have it. Or we'll take our money back and be on our way. And that's our advice to you. Listen, will you? I knew three other guys wanted to know about the Crescent and Starcy. Guys just as smart as you think you are, and two of them bigger and tougher. And where are they now? Oh, right where? One of them was found floating out in the harbor not too far from this pier. He wasn't out there taking a swim. He had a knife in his back. That's all very interesting. Gruesome is a better word. But it doesn't tell us what we want to know. Take my advice, buddy, and don't try to find out nothing. There's easier ways to commit suicide. Then you think the people we're, um, curious about, uh, took care of those three men? I didn't say that. I just said they were inquiring, see? Just like you are. Then each one had an accident. I get it. Yeah. All right, you've done your duty. Now, suppose you stop trying to scare us and tell us what we want to know. I told you all I'm going to tell you. For your own good. Now, give me that other C-note. I got a scram. What for? You didn't tell us anything. Well, no. I told you how to save your hides. Thanks very much. But that wasn't the information we came to you for. We want to know who's behind the secret symbol and where we can find them. I don't know. 
I don't know no more than I told you. Nobody does. Come clean, Squealy. I swear. Please, mister, I gotta beat it. Give me my door. Okay. Here. Here you are. What? Hey, wait a minute. Thanks. Good night. Be smart. Do like I told you. Well, he sure made a sucker out of you, Batman. Not so loud, Robin. I know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah? You paid that fox $200 for telling us exactly nothing. Not quite nothing. I call it nothing. We knew the gang were trailing a bad actors. He didn't have to tell us. Will you keep your voice down? Come on. Where to? Squealy, of course. What do you want to do, tip him another hundred? I want to find out where he's going. He's probably going to look for another sucker. The way you fell, he must think this is his lucky night. Maybe it'll turn out to be our lucky night. You mean handing out good money to a water rat is lucky? Really gives us a lead to the people we're looking for. It'll be worth ten times what we paid him. How's he going to give us a lead? Squealy gets well paid by the racketeers in this town for passing along tidy bits of information. So? So, I think he might consider his little interview with us a tidy bit of information and pass it along to some interested parties. Catch on? So that's it. You think he's hot-footing to tell the Crescent and Storm Mob about us, huh? And if we tell him, you'll find out... Get easy, Rob. I'm just hoping. Oh, quick. Into this doorway. What's the idea? He stopped and turned around. See? So what? He can't make us out in this fog. That's taking any chances. All right. He's moving now. Let's go. Yeah, I should have known better than to call you a sucker, Batman. You knew all the time he intended to double-cross us, huh? I was sure he knew something about the people we want. Maybe not much, but something. Because he knows a little about everything crooked that goes on around here. So, when he refused to tell us anything at all, I figured he might try to sell any information we gave him to whoever's behind the crescent and star. Now, careful. Careful crossing the street. Car might not see us in the spot. Okay. But look, if you thought that, why did you pay him the money? Just on the off chance that he'd think I was a sucker, the way you did. And not watch too closely to see if we were trailing him. He... Quick, duck back. He's turning around again. Look, he's going into that coffee joint. Come on, step on it. We're not going in after him, are we? Of course not. Unless he steps into a phone booth. But I want to see what he does. And if he meets anybody. Is this as fast as you can walk? I'm taking it easy out of respect for your age. Oh, thanks. Okay, hold it. Now, come on up to the window. He'll see us. No, no. Light in there and we're out in the dark. There he is, sitting at the counter. All right. Now keep your eyes open. And don't get too close to the window. Standing on the dark, fog-swept sidewalk, Batman and Robin peer into the shabby coffee shop at the gray, ferret-faced man, who they hope will lead them to the mysterious people they seek. We'll return in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode. But first, here again is your announcer. You know, gang, there's loads of fun for you just in looking over your collection of comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pep. Because every single picture of a funny paper character makes you think of all the things that character has done in the comic strips. For instance, when you look at K.O.'s picture, you remember how silly he looks sleeping in a dresser drawer. And uh, Smitty reminds you of all the gags he thinks up so his boss will let him go to the ball game. And, of course, Superman stands for the wonderful things he's done, preventing crimes and saving people from danger. Actually, every single one of these 18 comic strip characters looks just as real as in the funny papers. And even more colorful because the buttons are done up in brilliant red and blue and black on a gleaming white background. 
They look mighty smart, pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap, and they're so easy to get. Why, you don't send it any money, not so much as a box top, and you can't even buy them anywhere. All you do is to ask Mom to get you some of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Inside every package, there's an exclusive prize, one of these exciting new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. You'll want to eat lots of P-E-P Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now back to the adventures of Superman. Batman and Robin have trailed a man called Squealy Evers, an underworld informer, to a shabby coffee shop on the Metropolis waterfront. Standing outside in the fog-swept darkness, they peer in through the dirty plate glass window, watching Squealy's every move. Meanwhile, within the shop where a radio is playing softly, the informer sits alone at the counter, paying no attention to the few other customers who sit a few stools away. When the waiter sets a cup of coffee before him, Squealy speaks to him in a low, barely perceptible voice, scarcely moving his lips. Call the boss, Tommy. Tell him two guys were asking me about the Crescent and Star. What two guys? Big guy and a kid. Go get me a color or something now. Don't make out like you're talking to me. They're out front. Okay. Hey, uh, mister. Now, what's the... They call themselves Robinson, but that ain't their name. I tried to scare them off, but they didn't scare. They think I don't know they're tailing me. Tell the boss I'll stare him down Front Street and around behind the North Docks. Now scram and call from the kitchen. Don't come near me no more. Okay. Methodically, the gray ferret-faced informer munches his crawler and drinks his coffee. Then, rising, he drops a quarter on the counter, selects a toothpick from a bowl, and moves in a stoop-shouldered gate to the door. He opens the door and steps into the street. For a moment, he stands idly, glancing about him, then begins walking up the street, the fog swirling about his shabby, stoop-shouldered figure. When he is almost lost to sight, Batman and Robin slip from a doorway and start after him. Come on, Robin. After him. I'm with you. I hope he leads us to a more interesting place than that coffee shop this time. That was a washer. Apparently. What do you mean, apparently? It was. All he did was eat a crawler and drink a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah, and suck a toothpick. Keep your chin up, Robin. Maybe the next stop will pay off. Swiftly, Batman and Robin slip through the fog behind Squealy Evers, unaware that the gray informer is leading them into a deadly trap. What will happen now? Tomorrow's episode is packed with tense action and excitement, fellows and girls. So don't miss it. Be with us at the same time, same station, when Batman and Robin battle terrific odds as only they can in The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. Say, gang, you'll get a bang out of this. Kellogg's Variety is back. That's the grand ten-package assortment of six swell Kellogg's cereals. 
Makes breakfast more fun than a picnic. Makes it easy for mom, too. No dishes to wash, thanks to the new Kell Bowl Pack. You can eat right out of it. What's more, these generous packages are great for lunch boxes and outings. So ask mom to hurry and get Kellogg's Variety out of the grocer's her very first chance. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. That was part five of Looking for Kryptonite from the Adventures of Superman. That'll wrap things up for this episode of Bat Soup. But be sure to tune in next time when you'll hear Robin say... Well, well, well. Two more wells.